Mike's Daily Podcast. Episode 2043, 2043. Welcome to Mike's Daily Podcast, somewhere in Podcastro Valley. Mike's Daily Podcast. The last place on earth. I hope you had a good week. If you did not, you can blame it on all the things that you got, like the COVID virus thing keeping you at sheltering in place. And then you've got that thing on your face to keep you from catching the COVID virus, the face mask. Mike's Daily Podcast. But we all wear fake masks in the world. So I got a lot of competition, I realize. Mike's Now here on Daily The Podcast. Podcast. In the podcast world. Yeah. I've been podcasting for over 10 years. I have enjoyed it. And Mike's Daily Podcast has done now 2,043 episodes here at Cafe Anyway. And you know, I'm noticing lots of people that used to be able to perform on the stage. Now, because they can't, they have set up recordings for their own house. You've got musicians that are like, I wish I was on the stage performing in front of live people. Well, I can't. So now I'm going to perform at home. So you've got all these people doing home recording, live streaming, podcasting. Everybody's podcasting. I think, isn't Biden even doing podcasting when he's not getting in trouble with the black community? I think he is. And you know what? It's a, you should do it too. As I said in my early, early, earliest podcast, I am all about people podcasting. When I first started podcasting in 2009, there was like a thimble full of people doing it. And I was even a Johnny come lately. But yet I was like, this is fantastic because all those people at, this, at that point on talk radio, since it was all syndicated. And here's today's podcast picture. If you wanted to hear someone talk to you like I do, like most podcasters do, you would have to turn on a talk radio station and you would hear one of two people, Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity, who I knew back at UCSB years ago. And back then I had no idea what he was going to turn into. That I'd be envious and both also suspect of him. Even though I know he was a nice guy when I knew him back then. I don't know how he is now. But I work for a company that helps him out quite a bit. So it's sort of a promoter of him. And Basil the Boxer, I guess he likes Sean Hannity. Okay. He's okay? All right, good. Well, so, you know, I probably shouldn't say anything negative about Sean Hannity, except that I am envious because we both started at the same AM dorm room AM state. Like, you could only hear this station in the dorm room. And at that point, I had more experience than Sean. And he looked up to me, kind of. He was like, oh, you working at a pop Because I was working for a top 40 station, a pop station. Playing the Bananarama, the Anita Baker, sweet love. And I'm calling out your name. I feel no pain. I'm in love. George Michael, a little bit of, oh, who was the big rock band at that point? 
quote-unquote rock band. At, at some point, it was, oh, Def Leppard. And I want, and I need, and I want, and I'm old. Pour some sugar on me and all that stuff. So back then, I met Sean Hannity, and he, I go, what kind of show are you going to do? And he goes, oh, I'm going to take calls, and we'll do, we'll do a talk show. And I'm like, a talk show on this dorm room station? Nobody hears it, just the people in the dorm. Who's going to call you? He goes, oh, I got a couple friends that are going to call in. I go, oh, interesting. I remember that like it was as clear as day. He was super thin. I guess I was super thin, too. And we have both filled out since then. He ha- he still has all his hair. More grumbles there. But then he oh yeah he asked me Mike what are you gonna do? And I at that point had a show called I'm calling this. I said to him the public mic because I'd go out with a microphone. I'd borrow KCSB's tape recorder. I think they had two. I borrowed one of them with a cassette recorder. And we'd go out into Isla Vista, the little party town next to UCSB. And I would record people in Isla Vista. And people on at all these you know, beer gardens sitting outside drinking. And I'd, I'd have to... Ed- that taught me a lot about editing, which editing back then was horrible. Because you had to put it... You had to take it from the cassette, record it in real time, to a reel-to-reel tape. If you know what I'm talking about, reel-to-reel, the two big... Reels, wheels, picking up the tape. You have a tape machine, and then you would use this stuff. If you use a grease pen, it would basically draw this white line when you drew with it, and you could mark the tape because the back of the tape was something like a dark, kind of like a gray brown ish color, burgundy ish. What was that color? I'm bad with colors. Anywho. And I'd mark that and have to edit out all the bad language. It was so difficult. That's why I don't think kids today, and I say this as old as I am, kids today you don't understand because we walked in the snow both ways with no shoes up to our necks in snow. We had no cars. We had no horses. We were cavemen. No, you don't know. Like cutting editing back then was so difficult. Now you just do a little bit of this and that and boom using the software, the audio editing software today, it makes it so easy. So what I would do is I'd go out, I'd interview people, just talk with them, just chat. And it would sound kind of like this, the people in the background talking. Were we social distancing back then? No. No, we were practically in each other's food. Can I have your nachos? I'm going to stick my hand in your nachos and eat a whole bunch of chips. Go ahead. And people were drunk and I would record them and they were funny. And then at the end of the conversation, I would say, what song do you want to hear? And whatever it was, I would have to find it and play it. All of this, mind you, doing this completely free. I guess Sean was doing it free then as well. Good gosh, how much money does he make now? Oh, he's rolling in the dough. He's got book deals, TV show, everything. He ain't hurting. So, we're both doing this for free at that point. And I'm doing this for free. All this work. 
I remember one time I couldn't find the song that they asked for. So I had to... I, I found it on a cassette And I had to try and play the cassette And this equipment in the AM station at KCSB The FM station had all the new CD players and everything The AM station had nothing And now I think they've made it look a little bit nicer since then But all this old equipment And I had to try and find a, I think it was a Laura Branigan song And play it off of a cassette Oh, because they wanted Alphaville Forever Young and the only version of that song I could find was Laura Branigan's version. Interestingly enough, a little bit after that, Alphaville, who did that song originally, it was originally a slow song, and you can actually hear it on the Napoleon Dynamite soundtrack. I think it's the one they play when they're dancing, and she says to Napoleon, or Napoleon says to Tina Margarino, I like your, uh, your what, the shoulder pads, that's right. <laughs> Your shoulder plaid's so cool. I got you a delicious bass. And then they, Alphaville put out a dance version. They sped it up. And I always liked that version. Kind of this 80s, mid-80s dance. It kind of sounded like a little bit like that Always Something There to Remind Me by Naked Eyes. Which is a remake as well. Originally, originally written by Burt Bacharach. At any rate, all that to say that back in the time that I was starting to do the podcasting, that's all you had. That's all the talk you could hear was done by two people, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, and maybe, who was the other guy? He heard a little bit. Bruce, was it Bruce Johnson? Some guy. Has, oh, oh, Larry King. But that, and I'm like, I would rather have all these other people have the choice. Have uh, uh, the, I, I was saying I think listeners need choices and voices is what I was saying. And everybody with podcasting, you could do that. And it's true. And anybody still can podcast. And now today, anybody can be a TV star. Because people are getting cameras and people are recording and uploading to YouTube or Putting it on a myriad of other things And they're video casting I'm not into that I don't think you want to see me I'd rather be heard Than seen I think By most people But hey That's what people are doing With like theaters And improv companies And they're going online They're taking the theater online Lights, camera, action uh, did you know, by the way, as we touch on a little bit of news, I heard this statistic. New York apparently is leading the deaths from the coronavirus in nursing homes. Not good, obviously, but still weird, like New York. And they're blaming the Como on it. And summer is starting this unofficially this weekend. And Trump is all about reopening churches big time. And he's saying that partly because he wants to get reelected, but also that is a big concern among a lot of people that support him. Amazon Prime is coming up in July. They're already having a wonderful year because of the coronavirus. So now they're going to probably really rake it in on 
Amazon Prime Day. I'm not a big fan of Amazon Prime. I don't care if I get it, like, in a week. Oh, but you get all these great shows. Eh, they're not the ones I've seen on Amazon Prime in the movies. And But you know what? I understand. You probably love it. You probably like getting your stuff the next day. You probably don't mind the people that are working their butts off in those fulfillment centers. Who came up with that name? The Fulfillment Center. Aw, do you feel fulfilled in your life? So the Fulfillment Center's taking care of your whatever it was that you ordered. Socks. Bed, Bath, and Beyond is reopening. Speaking of socks, did they sell socks there? Oh yeah, they sell those socks that you, you take the gel out of the bottom of the sock and you stick it in the microwave and heat it up and then you got nice, toasty, warm feet all night. Who cares about that now? As it's getting hot here in the Bay Area. Ooh, it's going to be up in the 90s later on this week. And what else did I want to cover with you? Oh, so speaking of places reopening. In Orlando, uh, they've got this place, Disney, of course. Springs. Disney Springs. Walt Disney World is preparing to reopen. And they've got this uh, thing called Disney Springs. What is that? What is that venture? It's posting a warning. While enhanced safety measures are being taken at Disney Springs, an inherent risk of exposure to COVID-19 exists in any public place where people are present, they said this past week on their website for the entertainment complex called Disney Springs. COVID-19, they said, is an extremely contagious disease that can lead to severe illness and death. Senior citizens and guests with underlying medical conditions are especially vulnerable. By visiting Disney Springs, you voluntarily assume all risks related to exposure to COVID-19. Is that what we're going to do? Is that we'll just throw up a sign, kind of like we do around the gas pumps? This has been known to cause pregnancies, or what does it say? The cancer, it, there, there's, you know, warning you. Cigarettes have that warning. The opening of some shops and restaurants at Disney Springs this past week marked the latest baby steps Orlando's theme park resorts are taking toward reopening since mid-March when the spread of the new coronavirus forced them to shut their gates. Last week, Universal Orlando allowed the opening of about half a dozen restaurants and eateries as well as two retail shops and some merchandise carts at its CityWalk Entertainment Complex. And so just basically this article... From the AP saying it They're slowly opening And the thing is How do you like wearing those masks? That might allow a lot more of the reopening to happen But A mailman Of all people A mailman Not that I have anything against mailmen But this mailman Said to me Today Isn't it interesting How with masks on We're having to Rely On other features To tell us uh, To help us with communicating Basically the eyes The eyes are doing all the expressing Trying to make You know To convey a point You use your eyes a lot more With your eyebrows And your intensity And he was saying this mailman And this is a Bay Area mailman So you know he's going to say this sort of thing 
The energy People are picking up on each other's energy What type of energy are you putting out? Hmm? Should I give you the mail or not? Hmm? That kind of thing Is that it? Hmm I find that I, that, that was a, I said to him You know what? I'm using my hands a lot more I'm becoming Italian Hey, molto bene And that Yeah, we are using uh, things other than our mouth And then I said to him as well That uh, maybe the dentists Are going to go out of work Because we don't care about Our mouths anymore And our teeth we don't, We're not showing them anymore But no That's ridiculous, that's stupid Take that back, Mike I need to get my teeth cleaned very soon because that's the other thing The other side of the coin is we are also on camera a lot more Talking to each other And what do people see? They see the teeth When you are talking they're looking at your mouth So we try our best to make our teeth look as nice as possible But yeah it's a lot of it's. I mean it's called FaceTime for crying out loud It's all about your face So meanwhile Target's digital sales have surged I was talking about how retail is just telling the, the the retail sales are so bad, but Target is surviving. I mean, I know a lot of people that have used Target since the shelter in place. It has been labeled as essential because they do have. Hey, you know what? Along with all that non-essential stuff they have. Oh well, they do got toilet paper, so that's essential. They've got all that food that makes them essential. Bed coverings, bedspreads, eh However, I, during the coronavirus shelter in place Purchased uh, um, Was part of a purchase of New bed Dressings So there you go Digital sales, however, fueled Target's gains From January to March As efforts to halt the spread of the coronavirus Kept consumers indoors The box chain Posted its financial results Saw same store Sales grow by 10% And that was driven by A 141% Yes that's not even a number that should exist 141% surge In e-commerce sales So Amazon isn't getting it all Looks like Target is as well um, with our stores at the center of our strategy And a significant investment in the safety of our team And guests, our operations Had the agility and flexibility needed To meet the changing needs of our business Said the chairman and CEO How nicely worded was that statement? With the dedication of our team The benefit of a substantial business model And a strong balance sheet We are confident Target will emerge from this crisis With an even stronger retailer With Higher affinity and trusts from our guests. Dang. Look, listen to that guy. He's getting paid a lot, I betcha. Uh, it's delivery. So it's delivery and buy online pickup in store services jumped 278%. Um, and also, their customers. Made fewer and bigger shopping trips As the average basket size increased 12% Yet they were making fewer shopping trips But purchasing more And that did not 
was not too shabby for Target. Walmart did the same thing. They posted same store sales that shot up 10% as well. So the big box stores have been cleaning up in the, all of this craziness. And finally, China stocks closed lower as uh, tech players. They're, uh, they were hurt by the tech players on news that U.S. regulators are open to making changes to close a possible loophole in a rule aimed at curbing global chip sales to the Chinese firm Huawei. Because Huawei did some bad things. Okay. Hey. I thought it was fun to just do a voice like that. I had a, a real estate agent in Alabama do that voice. Okay. A lot. Even though I know I'm taking that from uh, Mr. Mackey and South Park. Okay, back to the show. I drifted a little, but thanks for letting me get back. Oh, and by the way, I heard a little something. Ah, oh, shoot. I should have looked this up. Hotel rooms in California. That's all I'm going to write down right now in my little news checker. Hotel rooms, California. Here we go. Going to the news section, it says, California leased 15,000 hotel rooms to help homeless people. Half now sit empty. Wow. Gavin Newsom. So you've got... Okay, Jerry Brown was all about putting us in a surplus as much as possible. Gavin seems to be Mr. Spendy. Oh, we got all this money. Let's spend it. You had Jerry Brown, older, wiser, had been through this before, had been our governor for two terms back in the, was it the 70s and 80s? Early 80s, maybe? Then you've got Gavin Newsom, this younger guy. He's probably younger than me. And he's like, spend, spend, spend. I'm going to buy 15,000 hotel rooms because of this coronavirus. Here I go. Let me throw the money. Let me get the California state credit card out. There you go. Scan it. I bought 15,000 hotel rooms. We're going to put homeless people in them. Because they're, you know, the hotel rooms are going to be empty anyways. Let's put the homeless people in them. That's not a recipe for disaster. And I know I sound like every other conservative talk show host on the radio these days. But seriously, who did that's just going to come back to bite Gavin. Sorry, Gavin. This is giving you the name Gruesome Newsome more than anything. That was not the smartest move. So, but apparently California homeless quarantine in hotels and they need more rooms. Even though there's 15,000 hotel rooms and now half sit empty according to the LA Times. Oakland protesters demand more homeless be placed in hotels during the pandemic. So I guess it's not a cut and dry topic. Living here in California, you see it is a little more complicated than what conservative hosts are saying to you, but still. Fascinating. And what was the other thing here we had? That's pretty much it. Uh, I wanted to thank you for listening to the show, but before we go, oh, I need to tell you the podcast picture and also need to say hi to some people. Outside a cafe anyway Located in Podcastro Valley The last place on earth Look who's here Hello Michael Masu It's Madame Ruth the big aunt. I want a hotel room Oh, Yes you deserve a hotel room Wouldn't it be nice To just stay in a hotel room 
that's been cleaned of coronavirus so we don't have to worry about catching it and maybe just enjoying the free coffee the free condiments I'm going to post a picture of a freaking space shuttle why don't I this picture I took uh, apparently I was at that museum the Smithsonian Smithsonian Air and Space Museum nine years ago I was there and not the one that's closest to the, the White House and that part of Washington DC I'm talking about the one near LaGuardia and this had a magnificent oh my gosh it's a big hangar they got like a biplane sitting there right in the middle of the room that's doing a loop-de-loop it's that tall it's that big this is the travelogue part of my show everyone and you can see that picture of this massive space shuttle at mikesdailypodcast.com i took this picture eight years ago today dang my hair had not turned gray oh nine years ago sorry what? Oh, my friend Colin got married to Courtney, his wife Courtney, on this date nine years ago. And who else is here? Hello, dear Mike. This is Valentino, the parking attendant. And it's a Bison Bentley. Do you know that? Mike, I would like to ride a space shuttle right now, day. Yeah, space shuttle. Do you know that? You can't. They don't have them anymore. Unless Elon Musk makes one. You guys gonna buy a camera and go online and... You know, you... The people have seen you. If they've seen some of the old cartoons that I've done. Which you can see at mikesdailypodcast.com in the picture section. There's a gallery on the... Down at the bottom of the page. Of the webpage. And they can see you. Yeah, we're some handsome looking guys, they. Yeah! We're really robust! Do you know that... Robust men That's what you get At mikesdailypodcast.com And you can also call me 336mmdaily 3 plus 3 equals 6mm As in Mike Matthews Daily As in what this podcast has been now for a couple of days What do you think about all of the stuff we covered And about the mailman saying That we give off uh, energy That's how we're able to talk to each other He, He didn't even mention anything about the pheromones we give off But oh well Next show, it'll be the wonderful Shelly Shuhart, Floyd the Floor Man, and John Deere, the engineer. Take it away, A-Frame. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.